Can we talk about his glasses? Yeah, we can. Can you step in there? You're a little fashion extraordinaire. Uh, look, I can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Welcome to the Sports Project Sports. I said it again. Oh, mate, can you not? <laughs> I just wanted to do it just to see and see if the I reaction. Stir it up. Yeah, yeah. it, it worked. worked. It worked. <laughs> it is the Sport Project, and we only have a couple of us in the room today. No Sasha, but Chris and Carlo, the two men that lead from the front. And obviously Renee Gardner. Can't well, yeah, forget. that's the husky can't, male voice. Can't, can't, can't forget the Darren. <laughs> the one. Uh, sorry, what's his name? Darren. Your yeah, Darren ego. came out over the weekend. Yeah. Really strong. Yeah, well, you're in the right place. The tool shed's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Darren's Carlo. my alter ego, just for anyone that's not really caught up on that at all Carlo yet. Carlo knows what the tool shed is. Yeah, oh, Betty I've does know what the tool shed times. is. Mm-hmm. How's your week been? Good tooling. Yeah, not too shabby. And yours? Uh, I've moved house, which has been oh, a nightmare. An yeah. absolute nightmare. But I've had my mum over, so that's good. She goes back uh, on Monday, so... Um, Home cooked meals. Oh, you're finally brilliant. not having to use Deliveroo. You know what? House has been clean. Your, your bumble's been given a bit of a rest because you're not exactly going to say come over and meet the parents. On the advice of my lawyer, declined to answer any questions <laughs> on social media. <laughs> I like been it. Lit. <laughs> hey, um, a little bit going on in sport uh, this week. Obviously, the big one um, that I'm going to kick it off with, and it's normally Sasha's. Uh, actually, it's normally Carlo's yeah, favorite thing soccer. to talk about. The A League, the grand final. It happened. And yeah. controversially so. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. There was, a, there was a little bit of a hoo-ha in it. Got a little bit aggressive in areas, didn't it? Well, I've noticed. Football I've, I've, no, I've noticed the soccer over here. We'll call it soccer for the for all those Australians. Sure. Uh, the soccer over here is really aggressive. It's really tribal, more on the pitch than it is off the pitch. So um, yeah, I, Melbourne Victory got up again. Now the most successful team in A League history with uh, with four titles. Um, again, their second goal should have never have counted because it was mm. clearly offside. For some reason, the VAR wasn't working. The video uh, assistant. How can, how can you have a grand final and have it at that caliber and not have the VR technology working? I think I think they've actually uh, used it a few times, and it's not been a real good advertisement. VAR. VAR over here in Australia. Mm. They've had so many issues with it um, and they've not fully tested it, beta tested it, alpha tested it, whatever you want to call it. They've not tested it fuller and uh, you get into a grand final and it's not working. Not good. Not good at all. Well, the FFA actually came out and made a statement about it and I'm just trying to find it on the Well, they apologised, the didn't they? they yeah, they, they apologised. Well, that's apologized. not really good enough, right? Like, you, you've just lost a grand final well, they because of a technical di- difficulty. Yeah, they apologised to all the Newcastle. I'm sure that, I'm sure they're really thankful for that apology. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything's forgotten now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, they said sorry. No worries. Yeah, we've just lost our season. You know, it's, it's an absolute joke. But... Um, all, all, you know, all respect to Melbourne Victory. They've done. They've had. They had a bit of a tough season. Uh, well, it didn't all go to plan at the start, but they, you know they've done really, really well. So, you know, uh, huge coup bask- for Newcastle, though. Huge coup. There was that was two big games up there Friday, Saturday. So it was yeah. buzzing up there. And plus, Newcastle Jets were wooden spooners last year. Yeah, exactly. So they were one step away from winning the comp, which is an amazing effort, and they should be very proud there up there in Newcastle. It was nearly the Leicester City all over again, wasn't it? It was, mate. It was. Hey, cute story that one, wasn't it? Yeah, fine. Yeah. They're doing a yeah. film on Vardy as well. Anyway, <laughs> what about you? Just getting excited about that? All right. Well, that's, is that the footy chat? Like, that's well, it, I actually really. gave you opportunity to talk well, about soccer. 
Well, the, shut up. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Premiership. Let me just go on the Premiership because uh, there, there is going to be a cracking Champions League final with Real Madrid and Liverpool. Liverpool are through, which is amazing for English football. But also, uh, West Bromwich Albion, they need to win all their remaining games. They beat Manchester United two weeks ago, beat Tottenham. Yeah, and these are high-flying clubs, obviously United and Tottenham. Beat them both. They've got to win their remaining three games to stay up. It's a, it's a good fairy tale story happening there. He's still you couldn't talking. have left it at Melbourne and Newcastle, could <laughs> yeah, you? You had it good that's then. That's I said, I said shut up. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. Next minute, you're fucking West Brom. You throw that. Yeah, come Shit. on. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> Ruined it all. All right, that's it for soccer. Yeah, yeah. soccer. Le- league is kind of struggling for stories a little bit at the moment. But what about poor Dean Pay? And <laughs> he would have had to throw his wallet out in that press conference after the game. Oh, that yeah. was brutal. Well, what do you think? What do you think on that, though? Oh, I mean, and the more I've watched it, the more I've just said taken on the chin. But the knock-on was probably my biggest one. Yeah, but he's a, he's actually a new head coach, isn't he? Do you yeah. reckon he's going to get a slap uh, across the wrist and just slap? Go, he's already been fined. How much? Yeah, what ten grand. Ten? ten grand. Yeah, because he walked into the press conference, and in all honesty, he handled himself pretty well at the start. He didn't sort of attack the ref straight off the bat. He kept putting it back on the journalists so that the journos would answer the comments. Yeah. I think one journo put his hand up and said, um, well, what do you think? Do, do you think it was a knock-on? And he said back to him, he goes, well, what do you think? And the guy goes, yeah, I think it was a knock-on. He goes, well, if it looked like a knock-on, then it was a knock-on, wasn't it? And then that just spiraled yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, it just went just, crazy. Literally, he just got his wallet out, put it on the table and his checkbook and just went, all right, free-for-all. Well, the, the problem is, though, this this has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. From the start of the season, from all the rule changing, the continuous rule changing at the end of mm. every season and into the start of the next one. But this wasn't been, even a rule change. He literally dropped it. No. The ball rolled down his chest to the point where the player even gave himself up and went, oh, and then the ref goes, play on. <laughs> the yeah. shock on his face when he had to pick the ball up and go again. That's a knock on. No, absolutely. Day of the week. It's like Billy Slater's drop kick. <laughs> yeah. He was shaking his head, Billy, at that point. <laughs> and he said that's not a try. But I think you know, the frustration is becoming like evident now. Mm. Where with all the coaches, all the players, it, it, it's they're really starting to get pissed off for the referees and the decisions that they're making. And there's no reason for it. Mm. They've got the video referee. They use that. They've got six officials. Yeah, no. yeah. You've got two referees in the middle of the park. You've got touch judges. You've got in-goal judges. You've got but, six of them. But you, you, How? You, you can actually see different angles and different frames, slow, fast, and you can actually make a different story up with too much information. You know, like they say too much of anything will kill you. Yeah. You know, I think they've got too much technology to be talking on this, and it's and it's killing the game. It's not mm. quick. Rugby league's always been a quick game, whether it be the decision, whether it be the speed on the field, everything about it is quick, and it's been really slowed down at the moment. Do I think, though, the referees are totally blame? Not, not. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think there's been too much leniency. Uh, like you didn't even have to put your foot on the ball, but that was uh, the play of the ball. You have to restart the game by touching it with your foot. Mm. They are fundamental laws of the game. That's what you learn as a kid. Yeah, so yeah. so when they did that, there was a step too far. Mm. Now they're trying to reel it back in. And Madge Maguire, you know, brilliant coach, but he would, he would absolutely be having them so fired up in order to make the right decision. And he won't take a back step. So I, I think it's good for the game, but I just think it's a bit of a step too far. Hey, look, it's, it's, it is a step too far, and, it's, and it's, you're right, it's lost a lot of its pizzazz, the game, hasn't it? It's mm. lost a lot of its... Like, we got State of Origin coming up. We used to make sure I was in my seat an hour before kickoff, so I'd watch the first hit-up of the game. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of go, I'm not really asked if I watch the game full stop. <laughs> no, I think it's, 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 yeah. it's taken such a turn. It's, and I understand the players' welfare and safety is, 
is paramount and it's the highest. But I was having this conversation with um, Gordon Tallis recently, and and I said to him, and and I said, look. For me, when when you're told as a kid, you're told don't go in half-hearted. That's when you're going to get hurt. Yeah, throw yourself into it. But now with so many rule changes, so many things you can't do, so many uh, bits of the aggression taken out of the game, you're having to really think about your technique, your tackle, your, where you go. So mm. in in hindsight, you, you you're going in half-hearted. You're becoming passive mm. in your defence. So when we were when we were young, yeah, we were taught sprint up, make the contact. Mm. Now you got to sprint up. And absorb, yeah, and then and then and then work the body no. whilst it's in motion, and then not not lifeless, but whilst someone's chopped the legs, then you've got the body then, and then you can actually manipulate the tackle. And I think um, you know them skills. Melbourne Melbourne Storm have been doing that for years, it's, and they actually call it slow death. Mm. You know about making it. And it's just it's just I'd, proving a different technique. I'd love to see the statistics after the the rule changes, uh, and you know based on injuries, if there's more injuries now than there was before. Do you know, well, I, it all we, sort of we, changes, we, right? Your training off the field changes as well too. Like we saw a lot of pec tears, um, I guess, in the last couple of years and they sort of put that down to the fact that the players are now lifting more weights in terms of bench presses and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, they're getting in themselves into different positions on the field as well too in terms of tackling that whole technical side of things has changed as well there. Um, one of our good friends of the show, I don't know if any of you guys saw it, Trent Merrin's dislocation oh, on his finger. Yeah. or. In the warm-up, he got it uh, tangled in uh, with one of the players in a tackle practice before the game, dislocated it, but also compound fracture. So (laughs) his face was just like, yeah, that's what he said. Like he, I actually spoke to him to check in and see how he's going, and he said, like I knew I dislocated it because I felt like it was a little bit wrong. He goes, but I got a real shock when I looked down and there was like blood coming out of my hand. And he goes, I just couldn't quite Jerry why it was bleeding. He goes, looked out, bones completely popping through. So he was uh, getting operation on it yesterday to get it cleaned up to find out exactly how long it's going to be out for. But that, I mean, potentially the way they were talking, that's six weeks. That then casts some doubt on origin spot for him as well too. I mean, there's a lot of getting thrown up at the moment. He's probably in some of his best forms. He's a lot lighter than what he has been in a few years. Um, I mean, and let's let's go into origin chat from there, I guess. Yeah, mm. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, Kalen Ponga. Oh my wow! As an he set the uh, the league on fire. Mm. And probably when when he first came into Newcastle, everyone's going, "Why would you waste that money on so many? You know, on a young lad coming through." Yeah, and I think he's the most bar- oh, he's, he's a bargain. So he's it. a bargain buy, isn't it? <laughs> so worth it. Well, I know, like he was sort of only playing a few first grade games for the Cowboys at the time, and. But as soon as they announced that he was going to Newcastle, mm. they just went, well, we're not going to keep trying to bleed you into first grade of, you know, your commitments now elsewhere. But yeah. in, um, I was actually at the Newcastle game working and it, he just seemed to find his way. He's not only just a, a speed in terms of a fullback, but his ball playing ability and, and way to find his way into a hole. And he sort of, I mean, that was the pass that went to Ken Seo at the yeah. one stage. Holy shit. Yeah. That was probably one of the best balls I've seen get through. Hey, I know I've seen plenty of balls, Colin, and that's what you're doing with your mouth, but <laughs> I'm talking about the past, mate. Like, let's go. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the listeners if you resist that one. But, but again, he's, he's in high regard, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I, um, I was listening to uh, uh, Steve Walters talk about him, about his chances for origin. Mm. 
you know, he says, listen, he's there. Whether he's ready for Origin is a, is, a, is another step. So, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't think... I, I think it'd be hard if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Yeah. It'd be hard not to pick him, especially because he covers probably 5'8", he covers probably fullback, mm, centre, yeah. wing. Yeah. You know, and he's you saw a, him basically play team. every one of those positions yeah. <laughs> in the game on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible to see young, exciting talent like that, yeah. you know, coming through. I mean, he's so strong too, although, and he's still growing. Yeah, although... although I give rugby league a bit of a rap because of the rule changes and, mm. you know, it, it, it lost a bit of my attention. It's still the greatest game in the <laughs> yeah, world and I still love it and I love to watch it. And when you see young kids like him and Cameron Monster come through and you look, Jesus Christ, that's exciting. And, and Morgan, Morgan, I reckon Morgan isn't playing his best football, so I think I mm. think he won't be included. In the the game only one. problem with Ponga, though, is his kicking game. And, like, I spoke to their trainers because he normally kicks for goal. And he wasn't getting used at all. And mm. so, you know, we went and asked the question. We go, what's doing? And he said it's completely confidence is lost. So he's yeah, a bit yeah. spooked at the moment. He's young, isn't he? Um, but yeah. then Cancio started kicking and he just basically shanked it every opportunity that he had. So Ponga had to come back in and start kicking again. Yeah, worst worst kick for touch you've ever seen with Brisbane <laughs> Broncos game. Just what, on origin, Freddie Fittler, you know, new coach. Yeah. And he's a dear friend of ours for yeah. uh, all of us, uh, you know, of, uh, his time of the Roosters with Moz. So, um, you know, we all know him quite personally. Do you, how, how do you think he's going to add um, his his presence to, to the origin side? Well, the biggest thing with the origin side is, we, you know, we tend to forget Laurie Daly had a system in place that, you know, he was working on a five-year plan. It was a long-term plan. He was bleeding players in throughout the whole term. Are we going to see that come into fruition and there's going to be a little bit of fortune heading into Freddie's way? Freddie does have a, like a, a touch on it and he was part of the coaching staff the whole way through with Loz. But, you know, how does he go from being that fun-loving coach who literally with a city team, he used to make the boys all take their shoes off and they'd go get grounded on the field and there was a lot of visualisation and a lot of – because he's, he's very left field. Yeah, he like is. He's got a really good – Different interpretation of, you know, how he should keep his players relaxed. There is still a drinking culture involved with that. And, you know, what's the way forward for Origin? I think it's, look, I think it's going to be, I, I think personally it's going to be a good thing. He's got still the young modern edge because yeah. he's, he's not retired overly long ago. No. So he's got the young modern edge on the game and it's changed and it's evolved a lot. And he's got a good understanding of the players, what they're doing, what they're going through. And he's got and, a great and, respect from the playing group. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and you know what needs to be done in order to achieve success. Mm. So he's got all that. Every attribute that he needs, he has. Yeah. Um, the respect, that's a given. He's an absolute legend of the game. And I, I think he's going to really put together a good a good selection team and, and we're going to see an incredible origin this year. Who are you putting in the halves? Oh. Well, injury depending, it's, mm. it's going to be... Uh, Will Cleary get back in time? I don't think he will for game one. I don't think he'll have the, uh, the fitness uh, for game one. James Maloney for sure. I think James Maloney is a shoe in. Uh, sorry, if, he's not a shoe in. He's de I think he's definitely picked mm. James Maloney. And I've said it. I've been a massive fin fan of <coughs> Jimmy Maloney's for a long, long time. Yeah, is West Monster of Queenslander? Yeah, Queenslander. Yeah, Monster of Queenslander. Little shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, J Jimmy Maloney, but uh, for that that second, well, I wait. You can play six or seven, can't you, with Jimmy? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Clearer. It would be great because they've got an understanding and both at Penrith. But his problem is possibly only one game going into Origin, so that's match fitness right there, which would be huge. And I, I don't know, to be honest. What's your thoughts? You, I, as I said, I'm completely stumped. That's what I sort of wanted to throw it back. We've been talking about it the last couple of days, particularly after the Newcastle game um, with the roost, uh, Roosters, the Rabbitohs as well too. Um, Reynolds? He's not... Uh, I don't, I don't think know. he can. I, I don't think he's 
at the level. To be honest, though, if there's an opportunity there, sniffing right now, mm. I think it is because with Mitchell Pierce doing a pectate, yeah. straight away you got Mitchell Pierce, wouldn't you? Yeah. And go, can he do it? Can I give him another chance, yeah. another chance. <laughs> I personally don't think he's cut out for Origin. That's my, that's my Mitch, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. My, mm. That's my opinion. I just don't think it, it just suits him. Yeah. Um, not to say he's not a great player, but he is. But you know, Origin is a suited game. So Nathan Cleary. I don't know whether he takes a risk. That's going to be a real baptism of fire in Freddie's coaching. Yeah. Well, then again, you go from that into the hooking role as well too. That's another one where, yeah. holy shit, I wouldn't want to have that headache. Oh, man. <laughs> you wouldn't be a coach a... for quids, would you? No, well, I loved it. Well, I you'd be sweet. You've it. already lost your hair, so. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And I think, I think you know, Freddie's pretty certain on, on his first, second and third choices. And I think he will be pretty solid. Um, so I, I think I think Freddie 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 will know who who his team is. I, I have no doubt about that. Well, you'd hope so. He's the coach. So. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but but with injuries, one thing you don't you're not aware of and you can't control are injuries, and they pop up and they pop up quite quickly. So um, yeah, uh, Queensland though look very strong again, don't they? They look mm. right across. Will DCE be in? Will uh, Cameron Munster is he issuing? You know, yeah. they are just so strong from from one to one to seventeen. It's that just... would be my concern. I, I wouldn't want to be the Queensland coach. Yeah, you've got so much expectation. As, as, as do they all. It's a good problem to have. But you know, you you quickly under the fire if you pick the wrong one. At least when you're scraping the barrel, you say scraping the barrel. But yeah. you know, your, your choices are kind of obvious and gifted to you. You don't have to think about them well, yeah. too much with the New South Wales. I don't think you only have to look at Darius Boyd. <laughs> he sat there and got interviewed the other day, and they're like, "Oh, you know, Origin side." Where do you think you sit? And he goes, I'd like to see the same one to seventeen picked so that he's actually in the side because yeah. I actually think he's going to struggle to. Yeah, I don't. To get I don't think he's well, been... Bill, Billy's Billy's got that one yeah. stitched up. Yeah. Has to. no dramas Has about to. that. I think I think Darius though proves his versatility. He can he plays wing very very well. Mm. You know, and he, and he does that pendulum where you know the one the one on the wingers kind of uh, do a pendulum type system. So yeah. I think I think that can work really well. But then again, you've got Kalen. I think Kevin yeah. Pongo will replace Morgan, me. I think on the bench. Do you think he's ready for Origin though? Oh, Is he up I, I, to I, it? I just, I just think, old enough, I think. I just think he's he's got that mindset where, and, and it's it's a beautiful part of being so youthful. But it's you a know, confidence issue though. That's my issue with Ponga. Is that for him to turn around and say I'm too spooked to kick? Mind game's already starting to play. He's already starting to go down a few rabbit holes with it. In that level at Origin, you cannot afford to come in as an undercooked, confident player. Like yep. it's that's just something. That that I think his only confidence thing is he's kicking. Mm. Like everything else, he's just excelling. And yeah. you and you would think you have to be confident and yeah. you have to be patting yourself on the back and giving yourself credit. Um, is he too young? No, I, I don't think so. I think he's going to be one of those players. Like they, yeah. they said the same against Monster about Monster when he played for yeah. the Australians. They went, "Oh, he's too young." Is this and that? And he Killed tore it. him apart. Killed Absolutely, it. Killed tore it in Queensland, didn't it? But I think I think with Kalen Ponga, you just take. I, I agree with you with his kicking. Yeah. So for me, the coach's perspective on it, you just take away the kicking from him. Yeah. And I think if you do that, I think he'll be. Uh, but their problem was is they they didn't have another option. I mean, they were using Kenny Seo, and he had an absolute Barry Crocker. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Newcastle where that pass that you know Ponga threw, and he was just not a chance. Well, Cameron Smith's always going to kick in at yeah. Queensland. Well, Jonathan then, Thurston will he, will he yeah. be in? Oh no, he's retired from retired. Queensland. Yeah, he's retired. Oh, there's that one out then. <laughs> but saying that though, because he because he was under. Um, he only played game one last year. Yeah, they were turning around. I actually don't think he he wants to do it because mm. I, I think he's more concentrating on, on getting his form back to where it needs to be for for the Cowboys. So yeah. I, I think you can rule out uh, JT. Uh, yeah. it'd be great to see him on a, on a proper swan song. But uh, yeah, 
That's my take on it. Do you know what, speaking about rugby league and the bit of a crossover last night, did anyone else get really freaked out to see Brookie Oval covered in pastel blue with the Waratahs yeah. having to take their game out there? Obviously, they uh, it was an early call that they had to make, thinking Sydney FC would be taking the Allianz Stadium for the finals. So then they turned around and went, well, let's put it Brookie, let's make it a late match so all the local Sydney shoot shield um can sort of play before it and the, the, the Northern Beaches can enjoy a really good day of rugby union. Didn't work so well for the Tars last night though. No, it didn't. Beat again. Mm. Uh, what score was it? It was uh, 21-24 to the Blues. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, Izzy, Izzy's back. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he played really well. In. Well, he carries that team. Mm. And again, that's another a shot across to Raylene Castle. You know, leave me out at your peril uh, in regards to the Wallaber. And yeah. puts everyone on notice saying, what did we do with this poster boy? Yeah. He, he can say, what I don't like is he can say whatever he wants and gets away with it. Now, uh, what his views are... You don't take views. him to the Mardi Gras, do you? That's for sure. <laughs> 100%. 100%. But, you know, it's... it's do you know, can I... I, I I'm just... I'm I just don't gonna, think that's on his bucket list, no. <laughs> I don't think he's on, on the float. Yeah. <laughs> on a float dancing around. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, he looks fabulous, by the way, when he plays. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think rugby union in Australia is really struggling at the moment. Yeah. You've seen a downturn, you know, club rugby's, you know, a dire standard. Anyone who is a proper sports person who loves their sport and they go and watch uh, rugby union, you know, it's a dire sport, a club. club well, I think also. the best thing about having it at Brookie Oval yesterday was for the first time that they could look around and it was a full stadium because yeah. you had that same crowd. <laughs> at, you know, I think it holds 17,000 maybe there. I don't know what the, the end result they got, but the hill was absolutely Chock a block, and I mean, I mean, the blues is a blues jersey as well too. So you know that helps. But yeah, you know the, the blues have been playing significantly well. They've won six of their last eight games uh, against the Waratahs, and it was probably one of the tightest matches between these two sides in a long time. But Warriors now have to back, Waratahs now have to back up and, and head over to Christchurch. So you know they've got a, a tough schedule in front of them. Yeah, I, I again, I, I think um, I agree with you. I think the right choice to have it at Brooker. Um, and it will fill the stadium, um, and we'll get an atmosphere there. It's not it's not the right place for Allianz. Uh, they need they need to get the marketing back where it needs to be. Yeah. But on that as well, Will Ganya, it looks like his knee injury is not as bad as first thought. So he'll be available for selection uh, for Ireland. Um, again, if he gets selected, it's another thing. But to be sure, to be, be sure. And a, a positive thing as well was that um, I mean everyone blames Brookie Oval. It's probably one of the worst fields. At the moment, in terms, of, it's literally a sand pit. No ACL injuries that came out of the Tars. So, you know, that's what they said. It's it's basically where you go for, for your knees to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was big news for that. So, I mean, that, that that's league. That's union. Now, Chris. Yes. Before you were waiting for two of us slow coaches to get here today, you've been down at the pub watching the boxing. I did. I did. I've, I've just watched a little bit of the undercard. I saw the first two fights. Um. Yeah, a couple, a couple of distances. I know. I don't know what it is about boxing. I always want to see someone get knocked out. Aww. Doesn't always happen. Oh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't want them to be really hurt. Just yeah. knocked out for a little bit. Sure. Um. But no, the triple G fights today. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't see him getting beat. To be perfectly honest. No yeah. way. I'd, I'd okay. have to agree with you. I, I've, I've never seen anything so demoralising. I've seen him punched in the face as hard as you possibly can, and he shakes his head, laughs at you, and keeps walking forward. I mean, who does that? No. It's Wait, just I don't want to be on the end of one of his punches. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't even want to cut the wind off one of his punches. Nah. I think he's he's by far one of the best pound for pound out there at the moment. 
Mm. Uh, saying that though, in the UK, Bellew, uh, Tony Bellew versus David Hay. And for the listeners out mm-hmm. there, Tony Bellew is a cruiserweight. And David Hayes been calling him out, saying you'll never, you you, you can never put up with me in the heavyweight division. So they had the first fight. Uh, I think it was uh, 2016, mm-hmm. um, and Belly won. Uh, yeah. He yeah, got he a stoppage be- in the eighth round. He broke his ankle, didn't he? Yeah. Well, hey. he was jumping about, saying, "Oh, I got injured in the early rounds." Um, anyway, he got beat. So uh, here we go again. Uh, Belly and Hay two which happened uh, on thir- uh, sorry on, on Saturday Sunday morning in Australia which is uh, obviously Saturday in the UK uh, and again it gets stopped uh, David Hay gets stopped in yeah. the, in the 5th so Bellew now is is putting his hat in the ring he's always said he went, I don't want to fight Andrew Joshua <laughs> he's a monster you know what I mean <laughs> but he's going down that route yeah. he's he's beating cruiserweight's not too far off heavyweight anyway is it is, is it cruiserweight light heavyweight and then heavyweight mm. So he's not he's not like a million miles away, but he's just proven like David Hay was he's a very good heavyweight, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and he's proven he was twice. he was. Renee and I was talking about this before. Mm. He does, he does, David Hay has always been in pristine shape for every single one of his fights. He, he didn't rock up looking like he was in the greatest shape. Maybe he's getting older. Maybe his body's tired. Maybe he's had enough. Maybe it was a payday. Who really knows? But he didn't look like the David Hay of old no. when, when he turned up. I know you can you wash you can do your washing on his abs. You know what I mean? He did do a lot of that. He looked a little bit yeah. sloppy. And, and Bellew's the same because Bellew doesn't look like an athlete. He looked trim though this he time. He looked trimmer mm. this time. Yeah, he looked mm. he looked tidier. And I think you know a great fight next week. Lomachenko. Oh versus my Lenares. god, my favorite the boxer. The, 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 I, I can't love really. him. This man is an absolute freak, isn't it? I mean, I I just watch snippets and clips of of all, all of his fights and. His footwork and his anticipation and, and, and the beautiful story behind it. Yeah. How, how he was a boxer and a dancer and his dad stopped. Belly dancer his first. dad stopped him boxing for five dancer, years. His, his dad stopped him dancing. Like his, his oh, ballet, it, yeah. He's the Kingish girl. Well, you, you get your words out, mate. Yeah, his dad stopped him boxing altogether for five years mm. and just dancing. And he couldn't understand why at the time. And. How would you? You want to punch people in the face, not get on your tiptoes. Yeah. Well, his angles is just... He throws punches from (laughs) absolutely everywhere. It's it's like watching a skillful... Prince yeah, Nazim Hamed again. Yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah. And he's... I think he's proven very hard to beat. Will he ever have the opportunity to fight Triple G? Are they in the same weight category? They're a couple of different. Mm. So he'd have to come down Triple G and he'd have to go up. Yeah. Well, that's could, the thing. So happen. he's just a bit of a start on the Machenko. He's won 396 fights, <laughs> two Olympic gold medals as an amateur. So his next aim is to, bought, uh, to beat George Linares and become a three-weight world champion after just 12 professional fights. Like, are you serious? This guy's only had 12 pro fights. Yeah, he's just... Scary. Hey, and the good thing is I've watched Linares' uh, two uh, wins against Anthony Collar, who's an English yeah. Manchester lad. Um, and I'm telling you, he just dominated, and I mean dominated, uh, Anthony Crawler. So he's a very, very tidy fighter, yeah. George Linares. So it was quite actually a good comment here. His boxers don't tend to quit, but they do when Lemachenko is in the opposite corner. You <laughs> 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 literally yeah, just yeah, look at him, you're like, I know you're in front of me, but I'm going to blink and you're actually going to be beside me. Like, yeah. stop moving. He actually punching fresh air. And then these are skillful, talented boxers, and he makes it, and it's... No, I've, I've all his opposition. It's like men against boys, and, right, and a couple of them come out and try showboating against him, and and it always ends in tears for them. Yeah, but he, he's uh, he's an all time. He's an idol. Yeah, well, I mean, well, all right, AFL. 
Union. Well, football. I think AFL is not our strong point, but no. I think. What do you watch your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it actually. I'm, I'm enjoying going to, to the AFL games. Shut up. Honestly, I really am. I really am. <laughs> However, no, the biggest story that comes out of AFL at the moment is Mark Bomber Thompson, yeah. Premiership Ooh. winning player, Premiership winning coach. And yep. uh, now he's been charged with drug trafficking. Where where does that come from? You would think you would be paid very, very well for both being a player and a coach, and yet you mm. come out of it. Wasn't Mark Bomber Thompson involved in the peptide scandal as well? Yeah. Look, so, Essendon, yeah, yeah. I mean, situations behind his financial, we, we don't know about. No, but they, the they, thing could is, be. is, when that article came out, there was an article a year ago, and he said, this is going to kill me. This will be the end for me, and that like, and so now you're seeing the whole demise with it, with everything that's happening. Like you've really got to be worried about his mental health state. Yeah. The user is he functional? Was he a functional user? I don't know. I don't know if that's come out. Know, it was I'm just the sure. fact that that was the case. Yeah. It's, I mean, the amount that he they did, found in his house. Yeah. Well, I must yeah. admit, like, I don't know. I'm not too close to the story in order to, to make 100% confirmation whether he is a user or not. But you would think. You know, making fast cash that way when he's a Premiership winning winning coach, I, I just doesn't. It just it just speaks greed to me, and, yeah. and, and it's just weird. But it's not a blight in any in any sport. We don't want role models and kids thinking that it's acceptable mm. to do that whilst playing sport. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. I just think it's so sad. But the biggest thing is, is like this happened in January. He got caught with everything in January, and it's only just gone through the court systems Madness. now. Like I'm talking, there was ice ice pipes, there was um, pill press equipment found there. And ice pipes, so if he's ice pipes, he must be using Yeah. Ice is a horrible drug. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, no but imagine if, yeah, but if you're functioning, if you can afford to do it, you do it. No one knows, because you can, you can do it at whenever you want. No one's going to suspect you. Are you telling us from your experience? Do we need to no, talk about I, this? No, but I, well, I, no, <laughs> not really. I'm the advice of my lawyer declined to answer. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a sad it's a sad story. But I think it's worth following. We'll have to we'll we'll have, we'll have a bit more information in a couple of weeks. We will. All right. Well, that's kind of I guess our serious side of things. We normally have a little bit of a laugh in our sendum section, but uh, we're going to be discussing plenty more. We've still obviously got Tony Sanza to come on the line. Sasha is actually calling in. I've been hammered with about twenty messages because he is just desperate to get his wacky sport on. Um, but wasn't desperate enough to leave his beautiful Huskinson household. I did, I did, I did just message him now and told him it's cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> I've told him we've cancelled this segment. He's, uh, he's not happy. He right literally now, so. wrote just Renee with heaps of exclamation marks in his last text message to me. <laughs> so the man's blowing All up. All right, well, yeah. let's get him on. All right. That- well, we mentioned that we were one man down today and not down in the way that most of us like it when a man goes down. Sasha, what? Where, the fuck? what? Oh, here he is, <laughs> one man down, but he's down at the South Coast. Sasha, off his chops, Milbarak. How are we? <laughs> good, mate. Good, mate. We miss you. Oh, and no, I miss you guys too. I really do, but it's just it was too much for me this week. I wanted to stay down south. And I'm um, very happy I did. Yeah, um, we're happy you did too, actually. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's no Canadian clubs in here this week. Yeah, that's all right. So this week, we've got toe wrestling. Toe wrestling? Now, I don't know what it is about you English folk, but you guys are seriously fucked up. <laughs> this was invented by drinkers in Ye Old Royal Oak Inn in Wetton, Staffordshire in 1974. So not too long ago, and it was invented by a group of drinkers 
who were complaining that England had no world champions. So what they thought they'd do is invent a sport right there on the spot, have a fucking competition, so whoever won was officially the world champion. Because logically, if no one else knew about it, essentially they were world champions. Right. Are you smoking what I'm growing? They're what? Are you smoking what I'm growing? No. (laughs) So, So two opponents basically lock their feet in and attempt to pin each other's foot down, and whoever pins the other guy's foot down wins. Toe wrestling. UK, 1974, you're welcome. So is it like a thumb wall, but with your feet? Yeah, you wrestle with your feet, but you've got to use your interlock your toes and you wrestle the other person's foot to the ground. That just sounds like what I do when I'm sitting opposite the table from you and you're saying something shit and I'm trying to make you shut up. Oh, is that what you call it, is that? With aggressive footsies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <wait a> <laughs> so, so that's it, ladies and gents. That's it for uh, the wacky sport. Jeez, I'm glad we called you in for that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Oh, no, you can cancel that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was, I was English. We create some great sports. So it's just that we end up shit at them all. Now we create football. Can't win at that. I prefer the throwing the sausage at the pudding. At pudding. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was you, good, you yeah. I was right up that. I was all about it. There was a conversation. Chris, you know, what's, you know what's bloody funny about this? Is that the Eng- English, obviously, world champion the first year because no one had ever knew about it. Second year, the same bloke won it. The third year, you couldn't retain it for three years. A Canadian bloke flew in, had a couple of beers at the rubbery dub and ended up winning and becoming the next world champion. So he couldn't even hold down for three years. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, next episode, we're all going to sit here and just start having foot wars. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> hey, what are you making of the uh, the sporting platform at the moment this week? Anything exciting from your side of things? Look, not really. Just a Shut big up. upset with Greater Western Sydney going down Friday night, I think it was, by 60 points. Oh, what was that? I didn't hear you over me telling you to shut up. Oh, okay. So we're playing that game, are we? <laughs> Righty, hey. Sounds like you blokes are hung again. Did you guys go out last night? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you, you tell by my husky voice? Huskiness gives me well up. You're, you guys are bad role models for everyone out there. Absolutely. She sounds and looks like Dave Edna Everidge right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Edna's got less makeup on. <laughs> oh, I'll be copping one straight at the chops for that one. And Renee, what is it? The next time I wake up, I'll be needing a new haircut. Exactly, mate. I'll drop you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you assholes. I'm going to go for a swim. All right. Enjoy I'm it, mate. I'm going to send you a picture so you can put it up on the, the, the TSP podcast. Insta page. Well, that's exactly right. And Sasha brings up a good point. You can follow us across the social media platforms. We are on Instagram. What is it again, Sash? Uh, at the TSP podcast. That's because, like, us dickheads, we're like, you know, the, uh, what do you, where do you get money from? ATM. Got double the ATM. We did the double D. Yeah, yeah. We're idiots. But, you know what? It just makes it all the more funny. Exactly. Exactly. All right, mate. Well, we're sending you today. Thanks for joining us. That's my sentence segment. Exactly. See ya, mate. See ya, send them. The man, he doesn't need any introduction because he's just got his own catchphrase, which we are starting to use all the time. Kick us off with it. Ring-a-ding-ding, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) Bloody good, mate. We're two men down. Carlo has left us and Sasha just couldn't be fucked turning up. Oh, well, you know. Carlo was a bit soft in his Queensland days, so nothing surprised <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. He hasn't changed at all. And as I no, said, Sasha's, he hasn't. 
I spoke to Campo last week. I said, Campo, I do, I do a podcast. Do a podcast with, with, with Carlo. He goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. We even say who as well, too. We don't even know who he is. <laughs> What's been happening uh, in your world, mate? All right. Well, oh, you mongrel bastard. Oh, no, it's all right. Well, just right in the last couple of minutes of the reserve grade here at the moment. Oh, right. And, okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're playing Bill Conan and they thought they scored a try to draw it, knock it together, but not in the touch. So about 90 seconds ago, we should hold out and get to sing the song shortly. Oh, bloody Please. beautiful. Well played. Did you, uh, did yeah. you, did you get, have you got a start this weekend? Have you, have you played any time uh, yourself? Well, look, I've got a start Thursday night, but that was with a missus. So really? me, no, no, no <laughs> Half your luck. Did you even have to buy her a beer? <laughs> no, 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 that's all right. She's only human. She loves me, so. <laughs> <laughs> when you're asleep, <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't, uh, couldn't quite get in there. Um, but always bring me boots to every game. You never know; someone could get injured. Or Wait, are you talking about getting a start with your month. wife or footy? Yeah, well, that's actually pretty much both, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played. Yeah. What's been going on in your world this week, then, go mate? Top for us in. What's happening with the team? All right. Well, uh, obviously, footy was just at the win here in Reggie, so that'll be an absolute ball terror for the boys. Uh, our lovely girls got up for their first game of the win, yep. uh, first win of the season uh, earlier. So, uh, hopefully, get first grade up. That'll be three grades today. Uh, won't be very productive at work tomorrow because Angie will have a few. Right, I was going to say straight on the cans for you. Oh, it's going to be a big one, I can tell you. I can tell you. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I like it, mate. I like it. And what's that? Uh, uh, next yeah. week is a big game coming up? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll flog them by 60, I reckon. Oh, that's a big call. Big statement. Yeah, so I know. I just don't like that? it, mate. Pinch six of our blokes in the off-season, so we're going to rip into them, I can tell you now. I like it. I like it. Sensational. And uh, what's yeah. the team chat been like? Is everyone positive, confident? Oh, yeah, I'm always positive and confident. I like it. How, how else do you think I keep bloody turning up the training at my own? <laughs> that, for me, would be beer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually had a bit, a bit of a talk uh, with the missus, too, this week. So, we're, obviously, I'm at the closer to the end of the career than the start. Yeah. But uh, we've decided to give it another – look, if I, if I don't make first grade in the next three years, I'll probably go back to my first love of boxing, I think. Oh, boxer. Yeah, ring and ding. That's where I got my name. Oh, I yeah, like and y'all are rock and roller. My ring announcement was longer than half my fight. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if you're like everyone else in this room, we win all fights for about 40 metres. Uh, well, guys, listen, the crowd's gone wild here. I can't hear you. can't hear you very good. I got up. So all right. Well, ring and gonna... ding, ding. Be a ball terror all week. And uh, I'll tell you, it's going to be a big one tonight. All right. Well, we, I look forward to the, the banter that's going to come next week. No worries at all, no worries. Legend. There'll be some photos floating around off me, but not much on, I reckon. I'll I, see how I, go. I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right, guys. See, see you, mate. Bye. See Bye. You, see ya. Well, not the biggest show today. and We've been dropping like flies. Sasha didn't even turn up. Carlo's no. just led dead set backdoored it halfway through. Yeah. It's just you and me, mate. Sasha's here sending us pictures of where he is. He's walking down there. He's, uh, I'm not sure about his kit that he's got on. Can we talk about his glasses? Yeah, we, can you step in there? You're a little fashion extraordinaire. Uh, look, I can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Uh, and, and, and I was there when he tried them on. He said, "What about these?" And I went, "No." And he went, "Yeah." What? And I, and I directed him in the 
pair of, of quite a few good stylish sunglasses, but... No, didn't want a bar of it. No, he said Stevie Wonder looks in. <laughs> he said he's got to fit over his big nose. Well, this is true. He's got a big head to cover. He does have a noggin. He but, does. But yeah... Hey, um, uh, we're going to have plenty of sport to talk about next week. Again, yes, we we're going to be getting closer and closer to Origin so we can start lining up our teams as well too. Uh, hopefully, Union starts getting its way on the back foot again and, uh, well, no players wear cow suits and piss on bars, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking beers out of a boot. Oh, fucking dirty people. Hey, what about F1 have now um, copyrighted the shoey? They've no. trademarked the shoey. How, how long is F1 going to last for? I don't know. Because they've got, is it e, E1 now as well? The E-Tournament mm. with all the electric cars? Yep. Mm. The Telsas, Telsas are just going to start flying around the track. Yeah, so the Teslas. <laughs> That's how much I do not give a shit about cars. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for joining us on the Sport Podcast today. As we've mentioned, we're on all the social media realms. You can hit us up on Facebook and also Instagram. But the biggest thing is you need to subscribe to us on our podcast, rate it, send it to your mates, send them in all of the aspects. Thanks for joining us again for another beautiful week, Chris. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Love you. Oh, I need to be here. Sunday, lovers. I need to be here.